Welcome to episode 26 of the Warrior Pulse podcast. I am your host, Trey Heath. It is a darn good day to have a podcast. We are marching through the spring semester, looking forward to summer internships, sports play, graduation, you name it. We are getting close to it. Today, I am honored to have Penny Gwynn and Hannah Tanon, the pair of the year for women's beach volleyball for the Sunshine Conference. And today we're gonna talk about beach volleyball, we're gonna talk about life travels, we're gonna talk about degree pursuits, and we are just gonna dive into what it takes to be a beach volleyball player, a student athlete, and kind of what we're looking for later on in life. So congratulations on the success this season. Um, I actually am gonna start off pretty funny of, one of my favorite movies is Tin Cup. And in Tin Cup, I don't know if you've ever seen it, you might be too young, go look on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, find it somewhere. In Tin Cup, he's a golfer with a caddy and his girlfriend is a psychologist, sports psychologist, and she talks about, the caddy comes up and says, hey, I was wondering if I could get us in, and she's like, yeah, I do couples therapy. And that's the first thing I thought about when I think about beach volleyball, because in team sports, you're so individual with your goal But in beach volleyball, it's just the two of you. So what I want to kind of hit on first is how does that team dynamic work when there's just two of you? And uh, Hannah, we'll start with you. How does that, how does the team dynamic, there's only two of you. So like in indoor volleyball, there's six, but you can blame it on the setter. You can blame it on the libero. You can blame it on the blocker. But in beach volleyball, there's only two of you. So how does that team dynamic work when you're kind of just the two of you? Yeah, you have to understand your partner too. Like some people take criticism well, some don't. You have to learn how to talk to your partner. You also have to know what they like. So you practice hours and hours together, which is basically what brings the dynamic closer together. And we honestly haven't been pairs for that long before we started playing and like competitively against other teams. So we had to learn quickly like each other's tendencies or what we like and what we dislike and how to talk to each other. Me and Penny aren't very touchy people, so some people like to hug or to just cheer really loud and we're not those people either of us. So I think it's a good dynamic between us that we're calm and we like to relax during the game so it's not super cheerleading like how indoor volleyball is. Hannah, you got anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just communication, I think. Just letting your other, like, letting your partner know exactly what you need from her and just listening to that, too. Like, you have to, like, listen to what your partner wants and, and communicate what you want. If you just, like, try to take everything on yourself or start to blame everything on your partner, like, that's not what's going to like make you successful so you just have to communicate everything that's going on but I think you just have to be able to listen to each other and adapt to every situation and I made a mistake this is Penny this is Hannah I, I, <laughs> I okay. spoke, spoke incorrectly so I apologize no but uh congratulations 5-0 and in the Sun Conference this year that's outstanding um the only match you lost was to a D2 foe and that was a three a three setter so the beach volleyball scene is becoming very big in the collegiate world. Um, how has that been for your growth as an athlete? For for you, Penny, you did indoor volleyball at Southern Virginia, and for you, Hannah, you did soccer and indoor volleyball here at Weber. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference? We're going to start with you, Penny. What's the difference between indoor volleyball team-wise and beach? Because there are multiple teams, 
you are a giant team, but you guys are a pair. How does that dynamic work for the team aspect, even though you may have success? So we'll start with that. Let's go with that. So you're, you go from indoor to beach. How does that dynamic work from being a big team to a, multiple small teams? Um, it's definitely different. This is my first year playing beach. So okay. this is, it's been a major adjustment for me on all levels. But the team aspect is different because on an indoor court, like you can like help everybody on your team. Like if somebody is struggling passing, like you can move over and help them. But on a, with the beach team, if you're watching a pair and they're struggling, like you can't go in there and help them. Like the only thing you can do is like show your support and like help them when you're in practice. Like you can challenge them and try to make them better. But um, like when you're actually playing, like there's nothing you can physically do to like actually help them and that's been definitely a different thing for me too and I can't have somebody like come and help me because it's just me and Hannah out there but so that's been an adjustment but it's I think it's just practicing and challenging each other during practice and then supporting each other when they're out there playing all right before we jump to you for your response you're you're done now you're graduating you're gonna move on Mm -hmm. which one do you like better (laughs) well um I mean I like indoor a little bit better, um, purely because I played it for probably close to 15 years, and I, I'm a little bit better at it than I am at, at beach volleyball, and I can't jump as high out there, I can't hit the ball as hard out there, so it's, uh, I just, I enjoy indoor, but I love beach because it is just so much more relaxed, and I feel like it's something that I can do, like, as I continue to get older. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's still hard on your body, but it's, it's you know, you're not hitting a hardwood floor every time you you dive or or something so it's just I mean I my love will always be for indoor volleyball but beach is definitely fun and on the indoor volleyball side and and actually I'm almost surprised because I feel like that vibe of being outside and the beach scene and that which I think is awesome that you love the indoor volleyball what did you play indoor and did any of that translate to your position moving outside since you kind of have to do it all in, in beach did did your position inside translate out at all oh yeah for sure i was an outside and so i played all the way around and um so i was playing defense and everything and i think that definitely translates to okay. the beach court um i feel a lot better playing defense than i do like blocking on a beach court i mean i blocked when i was in indoor too but it's a little bit different like you have a little bit more support in indoor when you're blocking rather than on beach and so playing defense definitely I think translated over all right Hannah so we turn to you now that aspect of being a soccer player big team indoor volleyball big team and beach volleyball what aspects were you able to use from all of them I think for for both of you it's really cool because I think what volleyball players, soccer players, tennis players, we learn so much of angles of attack. How much of that were you able to bring to the volleyball, the outside beach volleyball court that you use from soccer and inside volleyball? So I'm kind of the opposite of her. Like I'm more of a beach player. Okay. And indoor was something I did in high school. I played club indoor too, but I like beach because I'm very undersized, so I'm not going to be up there hitting the ball. I mean, I played outside in high school, and I played back row too, but coming to college, I'm not going to be a big outside hitter or anything like that, and that's what I love to do is, like, hitting the ball. And beach is more mental, so you have to use um, 
just more strategy and that's what I like even if I was to be a coach I think I could only coach like higher level players just because I like teaching strategy more than fundamentals and basics but I think just coming to a smaller team is better because having a lot of girls on one team can definitely be a struggle because there's so many different personalities and how you talk to one person is different than how you need to talk to the next person so I think just having a smaller team is have better dynamics cool I like the fact that you talked about more of your style fit the the indoor the outdoor game better and I think that's that's awesome because if you watch a lot of beach volleyball and, and especially every four years we watch a lot of beach volleyball I mean the Olympics has made beach volleyball and I was gonna ask you guys about that is that dynamic of beach volleyball becoming one of the biggest things there is in the US every four years have you seen a growth in the in the beach volleyball community and, and Hannah we'll start with you have you have you seen a growth yeah so my freshman year nationals was a small college national because we don't we're different from the NCAA mm-hmm. but we did so the first year we had to play against NCAA D2 D3 JUCO um, just every person who wasn't or every team that wasn't a big D1 school was at this championship and we ended up winning and then the next year, they split the categories up between D2 only, D3 only, and then NAI only. So, like, even through the national championship, you can see it growing because they split up the division so much because there's so many more teams that are coming into the nationals. You got anything to add? Um, I mean, this is my first year in the beach volleyball world, so I guess I don't really know. But, I mean, the fact that I am playing, I feel like it's yeah. growing. And I think a lot of our team, um, I think there's five of us who all came from indoor and this is our first year playing beach and so it's growing in that aspect alone just like getting more and more people involved and so i see it that way but i guess i wasn't in in it before so on a random note we do have the olympics coming up in tokyo this year and whether or not there's fans the television is going to be where we all see it do you feel that there is a great opportunity now for expanding the sport even more you're involved you're even though it's your first year even though you say you're more of an indoor you've now had success and seen what the sport looks like at a collegiate level is do you think there's going to be more people now saying man this is really kind of fun or 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 do you think it's just kind of it's met a happy spot um i would say that beach is becoming the same as indoor right now how indoor for club is such a big sport like you play tournaments all across the country you travel there's so many teams and when I was younger there wasn't such thing as club beach volleyball and now there is a lot of club beach volleyball teams so I think that younger girls are starting to see how beach and beach makes you better at indoor I feel some coaches might not think that but it makes you have better ball control and just look at the core better and learn how to be mentally strong so I think that it translates and people are seeing that so I think it's going to keep growing yeah, I definitely think it'll keep growing. I think it'll struggle to grow in, in some areas because we don't have, you know, it's not as warm up north and stuff like that. But um, I, just talking to Coach Jess, like there are more and more teams that are making internationals. And I think the girl, like younger girls are going to start seeing that and start watching like all of the big schools and all of that all the time and start to get into it more for sure, I think. Awesome. All right, so before we head into the educational part, because not only are you athletes, you're also students, and we're always supposed to say you're student-athletes before athlete-students. 
So we're gonna go into a real quick beach volleyball quote by Carrie Walsh, one of the most famous you know, Missy May trainer and Carrie Walsh are kind of the epitome of American beach volleyball. So she says, you have to want it bad enough to suffer the losses, to suffer the obstacles, to suffer the inevitable heartache when you put yourself out there and fall short. And I think as a pair, I think that's the cool thing about beach volleyball is the two of you work together and there are days, you know what, it just doesn't work. How do you each feel about that quote um, that Carrie stated? We'll go with you first, Penny. Um, I mean, I agree with everything she says. You have to be able to just like suffer through all of the painful things in order to get to like the success and the happiness. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, the pain you feel today will be the strength you feel tomorrow. And I think that that's basically what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And some days it might really suck and we might not do anything, but we're still learning through through the heartache every day in practice. If, even if they're just like running, then we're getting better and we're, we'll outrun the next team. Like we won't get as tired as they are and things like that. So some days might really suck, but... I think every day like has a purpose. Everything that we do and go through has a purpose. And before we go to, to Hannah for her answer, part of this, the reason I pulled this quote is because looking back at some of your historical data, the losses suck. I don't care if you're a coach, if you're a player, if you're a little league baseball player, losing sucks. The To suffer the obstacles and to suffer the inevitable heart heartache when I started looking at your stuff and realized you had suffered a torn labrum, which congratulations, we got that together. I've had reconstructive surgery on that. Your freshman year, you have a herniated disc for the past two years. You are suffering obstacles and you were suffering the inevitable heartache. What does that quote mean to you and the fact that this year, through all the stuff you've been through, you succeeded? Yeah, I think that beach volleyball is also different than any other sport too is because even if me and Penny win every single game, no matter what, it's still a team sport. Like, you still have to get three wins. So I think that we've struggled with that too, that no matter what we do, even if we have a team loss, like, I think it still hurts us. Well, obviously it does because we're we're not conference champions, like, because we did take a loss as a team. So it is a team sport. So I think that quote is, like, relatable to us just because no matter what we do, how she said, like, you can't go in for the other person. You can't help them. And then, yeah, my injuries have definitely affected this year and previous years. I had to sit out my sophomore year of indoor, but I came out to the beach and I definitely came back a little bit too early, I think. So I couldn't do what I wanted to do, but I still pushed through shoulder pain, but I was still able to play my season. So I think it did work out. My back injury has just been something that I've had to deal with. It's not something that you can fix or just have surgery and it comes back to normal. So that's just something I'll have to deal with. So. Well, fantastic. Yeah, the I think a lot of people think that as athletes we just cruise along, but those injuries shape us. And and the you know whether it's a twisted ankle or just some days you just wake up and you're like really don't want to step on the court you know there's just days like that and the fact that you guys have persevered for multiple years so let's get into a little personal stuff I know Penny's from Montana and you like hiking and hanging out in the mountains and I want to just say like um we don't really have a lot of those here so how did you end up in Florida so that's it's kind of a bizarre thing um 
Um, I was up in Virginia. I finished my last two years of school. And by the way, they have some mountains. They do have some yeah. mountains. Not not quite as big as the ones in Montana, mm-hmm. even though they'll try to tell you that they are. <laughs> um, but I was out in Virginia. I finished my last two years of school there, and then I worked there for a couple of years before I came down here. And my friend Marie, who's also on the beach team, she plays the threes with Jess. And um, she was a couple years younger than me, and then when she graduated, Coach Jess reached out to her, and all she did was she told me about the grad program here, and when COVID hit, my job was basically non-existent. There were no sports going on, and so I, like, didn't have anything to do, and so I, and I've been wanting to get my master's, and so I decided to just come down here with her, and it's really bizarre place. I never thought I'd live in Florida. Um, I mean, it's not a bizarre place. It's just like... Oh, it is. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it, is a, it is a bizarre place. It's a little okay. bit. A little bit. But um, it's just n- like a place I never thought that I would be. Like, I almost... I was like, I don't know that I'll ever go to Florida. And then all of a sudden, I'm living here. And it's just... It's been weird, but it's... I like experiencing new things. And so, it's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. So, Hannah, do you have a weird story of how you ended up in Florida? I'm from South Florida. I'm from West Palm Beach. (laughs) So I'm from the beach. So I actually... You're from the actual beach probably. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I love the beach. And so coming here was kind of an adjustment. So good thing we have a lake with sand. So (laughs) it's not the same. But um, no, I went to... I actually wasn't going to play any sports in college. And I ended up playing three. But um, I was just going to go to UF and go study. But my friend invited me to a beach camp that our old head coach Jules had been at and because you need a partner to whenever you go to like a college recruiting camp and Jules reached out to me and I was like you know what I'm gonna regret if I don't try to play and I'm not like a super like party person to like just go to school for just like school and I so I knew that I was gonna want to play sports so I didn't want to like regret the opportunity and then soccer ended up my high school coach reached out to the college coach here and I didn't even know that and then so the college coach reached out and was like you want to play soccer and I was like I guess because beach season wasn't until the spring and then soccer's in the fall and I don't really like indoor enough to be like yeah <laughs> let's go play both so even though I ended up playing all right anyway. so this happens in every podcast someone says something and it triggers another thought <laughs> and I want both of your opinions because you're both ladies you're both athletic ladies who have played a sport and getting a degree. So many times in women's athletics, what you stated, my sister was a three-sport athlete in high school and had multiple scholarship offers and decided instead of going to play college sports, she decided, you know what, I'm just going to go to Florida Gulf Coast and be a student and join a sorority. What is the problem? What is the issue or the problem or what happens to women's athletes that they decide obviously you had a sports background and then you were you were willing hey I'm just going to go to UF and be a student and the same thought for you is you were you went to college to play but what was what is that thought process of friends you had or things you've read about seen about that you can state like hey I don't know what the issue is but this is what we may be able to work on for women's athlete athletics I think just um, in high school, you don't realize how tough that college athletics is going to be no matter what division you go to. And I think some 
athletes when they're younger they're like i'm only going to go d1 and if i don't go d1 i'm not going mm-hmm. like they'll never like even think about going like nai or like d3 or juco's or something which honestly i feel like juco's is like one of the, the best options to do because you basically can go to college for free yeah. mm-hmm. so i just think like the mindset people have like for that and they don't realize like how much you have to actually put into working hard and getting up at 6 a.m for workouts or you have to eat good in order to feel good later on in the day so i think just something like that go ahead i want i want to hear your answer penny and then i'm gonna throw something in see if you all have another answer um so actually after my freshman year i went to a juco my first two years and i almost just quit after my freshman year and went to just like a a four-year i just wanted to go to school and i think i just reached a burnout point and I played volleyball all year round for four years all through high school like I played basketball too but it was volleyball all the time and I got to college and I loved it but eventually like my body was just hurting a lot and I just I felt burnt out a little bit and so I thought that I was just gonna quit but then I ended up transferring and it just was a better situation I just don't think I was in like a I forced myself to be in a situation that I thought I wanted and I realized that that's not actually where I wanted to be and so I think sometimes we just have this idea of where we should be like she says like maybe we should only go to a D1 school and if we don't then it's then it's not worth it but I think we kind of have this idea in our heads just when as we're growing up and if that doesn't fit like then we're like oh well we'll just do something completely different. You both stated such great facts I, I kind of want to go backwards and, and back to to Hannah but you talked about the your body your body you're tired so I feel like maybe on the athletic side on the coaching staff side or or, or whatever division we need a better job of rehab prehab those kind of things and hey maybe some days off to to teach maybe we need a better education about the body especially on the women's side because they do have I mean I never realized until I started doing research on how many ACL injuries were involved in women's soccer and it's like, wait a second, like there's not even that much contact, but it's amazing, the ACLs. And then talking about what you said, Hannah, with regards to, hey, I'm, if, I, if I can't do this, I'm just going to go to school. And I think that educational component, it, that falls on not only the youth coaches, the high school coaches, but it falls on the college. I know back in the day, D2 made this big push about, yes, most of our athletes become professional in their degrees. And that's a great, that's a great statement to all the students that are on campus. But what about all the students that we're trying to recruit? And the same thing for NAI, like you said, and hey, you know what, we're at Weber and we want you here at Weber. But the junior college model is a great place for someone to figure out if a college athletics might be right for them. Because there is a lot of financial support that's available on that JUCO model. So um, anybody have an add add on that or, or... about the about the education educating coaches and uh, co- and you know high school coaches and college coaches about the the injuries and burnout. I would just say like I think it's starting to happen more now, but I've never been in an actual gym and I've never lifted weights before I got to Weber. So I think that's super important too. You need to start prepping your body for what it's going to go through in college athletics. So there are younger kids that are starting to work out in gyms and having personal trainers. Not that it's necessary, but I do think it's going to prevent more injuries in the future. At least the education part. Yeah. 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 
I agree with that a lot. I mean, I would work out and stuff when I was in high school, but I just was never consistent enough with it. And then you get to college and you have weights every morning at 6 a.m. and three to two to three hour practices every day, and you just don't realize exactly what you're going to be going through. Um, and I mean, I think the coaches and like the strength staff and all of those like the trainers, they know what they're talking about and they try to educate athletes. I think sometimes athletes aren't like receptive to it. I know mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I've gone through numerous injuries, bad shoulder problems, knee problems, like like lots of issues, and I always just like wanted to play through it because I didn't want to sit out. And but that doesn't mean that I couldn't have like talk to him more, done more rehab or things like that to help me. And I think instead, of, I think everybody's just afraid they're gonna say like, well, you can't play. And But I think you really need to at least discuss it with your trainers before you just like decide that you're gonna push through all of the pain that you go through. It's weird, I think both of you hit on the same thing. It's educating those involved in all aspects. And um, shout out to the Weber Strength Conditioning <laughs> Program here. Our program is, as I've said on multiple podcasts, our strength conditioning program is one of the best in the country. And it's awesome because not only do they train our athletes, but today I was in where there was a family in, husband and wife in training, uh, and they're just supporters of the strength conditioning program here. And they were going through their own strength conditioning program, watching them. So it's a community involvement for, for what Weber offers here. Um, let's get into the last part of it, which for some is the most important. For me, I'm so curious about the athletic side of learning. Now let's get into the education. Ironically, you both are studying the same master's, sport business management. And I go back to shout out to Dr. Farshman and Dr. Aaron. Um, I'll never forget Dr. Farshman. The first time I ever met her, she's like, if you like sport and you think working in sports going to be your watching a game, you might as well get a marketing degree. So something to that effect of you both are going after the same MBA. And, and uh, Penny, you want to work in um, youth sports. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I want to work in collegiate sports. You want to work in collegiate sports, mm-hmm. and Hannah wants to work in youth sports, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome coming from a college background where you can say, hey, this is what I've done. And as having the college experience is great working in collegiate, but having the college experience is even more dynamic working with the youth. So let's touch on the youth first. Why youth versus college? So growing up, um, I was raised by a single mom, and so I think that being really busy and having sports to go to was an outlet for me. And I think that a lot, like a lot of kids, either they struggle with academics or they're struggling in their home life. I think that sports is just like an outlet for them, and they get to have that team dynamic and have the social development that they may not have. Even if they're not the best at sports and you're not the most athletic, I think sports is really important to develop as a kid. And also, I just think it's to get away from things that you may be like struggling with when you're little. On your sport camp side of things, one of your goals, you, you talked about sports camps. Are we are we going to go after just volleyball, or are we talking like you're going to guide you're going to guide students and young high school you know, little kids and high schoolers through the whole process of the like you just talked about teaching, educating them on the availability of what's out there for college athletics. I think that playing different sports when you're younger is more important than just specializing in one sport. Can you say that louder for the people in the back? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, say it loud. Um, the, you need to mix up sports. Like, I played every sport possible when I was younger. I was a cheerleader. I played basketball. I played soccer. I played 
volleyball, I did every sport that you could possibly play. The only sport I wasn't allowed to play was lacrosse because I was an aggressive child. And my mom, <laughs> wouldn't, <laughs> my mom wouldn't let me have a stick in my hands, so. We can't give you big sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had to play age groups up when I played soccer because I was too aggressive and I would hurt kids. So, um, yeah, I just think that it's important for kids to see what they're good at and not specialize too early because then I think that's when kids burn out because their parents push them too hard to be good at one thing Mm -hmm. and they're not finding what they could be good at something else. Before I move on to Penny and her collegiate thought process of moving into athletics, please, if you're a parent and you just heard that last two minutes, please go back and listen to that. It is not your dream anymore. When your kid's playing sports, it's their dream. You facilitate it, you help it, you guide it. It doesn't matter how bad you want them to succeed. If they want to do something else, you smile, you nod, and you suck it up. So, awesome, that was outstanding thought process. I appreciate that so much. All right, Penny, now, kid finishes, finds the love, wants to come, wants to go to Collegiate, where a lot of times, and I will say, I own you. So how do you get them to go from the love of the sport to now we're going to give you everything you need, go be successful? Um, So I've been at three different colleges, and my favorite was by far my last one. Um, It was a D3 school, and we were in one of the most competitive D3 conferences in the country. Um, And so we had really good competition, but it was also more about, like, your life. I feel like when I was playing JUCO, I mean, it wasn't D1, but they're always preparing you for D1 and they're always talking about it. And it just like, it's your entire life. Like you're only thinking about volleyball. And as much fun as that was, I realized that that's just not what I wanted. And so I wanted to go to the D3 school and where I was able to have a life, like focus on like my future, not just volleyball and while still playing the sport that I loved. And that my athletic directors and all of the coaches around there just like helped me out so much and so I like all the people I worked with they were so helpful and I'm still like really good friends with all of them like I've got connections all across the country now because they have like moved on from that school but and gone to other bigger schools and they just are so good at helping you and like like making you feel welcome and special there and I just want to do that for college athletes that might not be playing at the highest level in the world but they still love their sport and they're focusing on their future and like helping them out with that that's like where I want to be I want to facilitate a happy like college environment for student athletes so do you find yourself probably looking at more of the small college environment versus the power five type structure for sure I really like it I was fortunate enough to work in college athletics for two years before I moved here I was uh, an event manager for Southern Virginia University. So I was able to like be involved in every single sport and I ran all of those sports, like all of the games there. And I loved it because I was like, I was creating like happy, like I was just making the games good for the students, like making it so that they weren't like having a bad experience with our PA announcer or bad refs or scores, like they're bad crowds. Like I was like facilitating happy, situations for our athletes and that's what I want to continue doing all right two more things we're going to finish up uh since since we did beach volleyball quote we're going to do a sport management quote since that was easy since you're both doing the same thing success in management and success in sport are derived from the same basic principles and that came from Will Catling Catling um 
we are a business school, but sport business management really does, if you really study sport, what is the best way, what is something through the principles you have learned through your business classes that you can take to the before college sport world? Um, I think how you don't realize how much sport is a business. So there is sides to it that you don't realize. Like when you just show up to a game and everything's already prepared and ready for you. Like you don't realize how much setup and background has actually gone into it and like research and marketing to get you there. And just you don't realize like from a management point of view, like that's what they teach you in the MBA is how to be at the top and how much goes into it and how to have employees and handle your employees and how to motivate them to want to be the best employees for you as a manager and leader. And you're going to use those with your with your athletes. All right, so now, Penny, go to you. How do we use those business principles for the sport world and the college side? Uh, well, college athletics is definitely a business. I feel like we're seeing that, like we're in the middle of March Madness right now. You can see how much money goes into all of that. And so, and I think that trickles all the way down into like NAIA, D3, JUCO, D2, all of it. Obviously, it's not the same type of money goes through those areas, but it's definitely a business and you have to be able to like use your management and leadership principles that we were using, like that we're learning in our classes to keep your coaches happy, which ultimately keep your athletes happy, which ultimately keeps your athletic department running. And I think understanding the basic business principles will help any athletic department run better. Awesome. All right, we're going to finish up with this, the famous question at the end. Penny, we're going to start with you. What does it mean to be a warrior? <laughs> oh, um, well, this is my first year here, and honestly, what I feel it means is, I don't know, it's been a very welcoming place for me. Like, I feel I wasn't planning on playing beach volleyball. I was just going to come here and go to school, and but then I heard that there were spots open, and I just knew that I was gonna gonna regret it if I didn't try out and so I went up to coach Jess and she just like automatically let me try out and all of the girls are so nice and it's just been such a, like a, a welcoming place for me so it's I don't know it's been really nice and change of pace but it's been good I like it all right, all right so, so so funnily which is not a word but I just made it up um Penny wasn't going to play, and what the heck, let's try it. And her and Hannah have become the pair of the year. So great serendipity and good job on your just, hey, let's do it. So Hannah, what does it mean to be a warrior to you? Um, I definitely feel like I've found family at this school that this has been my home for the last five years, which I was not expecting when I first got here. Because most people don't go through this school all of their years, and I'm doing an extra year. So I definitely feel like I've found like a home here and like a family with the friends that I've made. So yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up with that. I want to thank Hannah. I want to thank Penny and and those if you if you're worried about sports or you're worried about the future of athletics in high school, college, little kids, as a parent, we control that and when we also educate those that are going to carry that torch forward Right here, I have two examples of really their care and their passion for what they're doing. So don't worry about it. I know we all do. We all walked uphill both ways to school. So don't worry. They've got this. They understand the modern, they understand the modern world. They also understand the fact that sports is for all.
and there are a variety of sports to be played. So I want to thank everybody for joining us for the Warrior Pulse, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.